It's time to get your morning started with the news you need to know. News update. This is what's trending with DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Rebound John Collins. Underhand scoop to Sexton. Across the half court with a head on a swivel. Leaves it behind for Keontae. Jazz lead. Three ball. Keontae George on the right side. And Utah's up by one. Their first lead since 1817. 82-79. Ninth rebound for Hendricks. Slicing through the lane. Clarkson goes to Duncan with a little extra vengeance. Such great heights for Jordan Clarkson. Nietzsche, the 30-year-old rookie, acquired from Oklahoma City, crosses to his left hand, swings the laces into his fingers, launches the three, misses. Long rebound man, more aggressive to it than the Jazz. Top to Williams for a dagger three, and he nailed it. The Utah Jazz get beat. They fall to the Charlotte Hornets. 115-107. The Hornets win the fourth quarter. 30 to 17, and they win the game 115 to 107. PK was trending well there in the third quarter. Kids were all right, and then all of a sudden, here come the Hornets against the Jazz starters or finishers. Well, except for Hendricks, yeah, because he—I mean, I don't even think he played in the fourth quarter. Did he? Yep. And uh, he had all his 12 points in the third. It looked great. Go uh, get those offensive rebounds and yeah, stick them back he's in. Had wild athletic ability, man. He's had- Incredible athletic ability. There's just no question about that. He has to refine the shot. We'll see if that can come. I don't know that I really want him shooting threes right now, but uh, this is a this is a team that's not capable of winning very many games going forward. That is exactly how it looks right now. They're going to play the rookies. And we'll see how much better they get and what kind of impact they can have. But it was a struggle, and they defended uh, a lot of the issues that they've had. They did not have against Charlotte, but it didn't matter. It wasn't enough. They get beat again. They've lost five in a row now. They'll try to snap that streak against the Spurs. Keep jacking up threes with very little chance of them going in. I'll just never understand that. Isn't the goal to make threes, not just simply to shoot threes? <laughs> this makes no sense to me. Marketing two of nine from the three-point arc. George was 2 of 8. Clarkson was 0 for 4. Those three combined a 4 of 21, really struggling. Having Chris Dunn shoot a 3. Is Derek Favors around? Can he <laughs> shoot a couple? They got they very little chance of going in. You like that one Walker Kessler took? Why the hell not? <laughs> <laughs> Why the hell not? Well... Why not? <laughs> wonder if you hear that in a jazz film session. Hey, why the well, hell not? Well, I mean, everybody else is missing. Give me a shot. I'm not going to make it, but I'm only going to take one, so it's only going to be one wasted possession. Jazz are back in action Sunday. The Spurs at the Delta Center at 6 o'clock. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Jokic gets it behind the free throw line. Backdoor cut. Murray leans in. Layup good. Jamal Murray, 14 in the game now. Shea's got to steal it, make court. Dishing to dump for the right side. Throwdown with the right hand delivery. He's closing big with 19 points. Irving on the move through the lane. Mavericks running time down. Kyrie back out against Allen. Now attacks in the lane. Behind him to Doncic. Top of the arc three. Kill shot. A 41-point game for Doncic. Doncic with 41 points, 11 assists, 9 rebounds. He just barely missed the triple-double, but his Dallas Mavericks beat the Phoenix Suns 
123 to 113. We like to sit sometimes and eat on the couch and watch a game. And so we turned on that game. It was on 530. And I told my wife, oh, he's going to have a big game. Why? So because he didn't like the Suns and Booker. <laughs> Gets him all sorts of fired up. It does every time. They've had a couple of run-ins. <laughs> sure enough, 41. Those two teams tied for sixth and seventh place. They are both 10 games over 500 at 33 and 23. You trust either one of them to make a deep playoff run? Nice teams, nice records, but how far can they go? You're talking about the Suns? And the Suns and the Mavs. Well, I mean, the Suns, when they have their guys, Bradley Beal's out with a hamstring. I mean, he had a week off, and he's out last night. He's not going to play tonight, they said. So... If they don't have their guys, no, I don't trust them at all. But let's see what happens. I mean, they're like 19-7 and seven with their guys, but their guys are rarely there. The Clippers get beat by the Thunder. Showdown of two of the top three teams in the West goes to the Oklahoma City Thunder, 129-107. to 107. Showdown between the big names, the Stars, who are currently ninth and 10th in the West, the Warriors and Lakers, and that one goes to the Warriors, 128 to 110. Steph had 32. Warriors still in 10th place, a half game behind the Lakers, and those teams have now pulled well in front of the Jazz, three and a half, four games in front of them. The race to see if the Jazz finish with a top 10 record or not. Do they keep that draft pick or not? They finish with a top 10 record. I guarantee you that. Bottom 10 record. <laughs> top 10 draft pick. My bad. Thank you for that, though. Pelicans, 127-105 over the Rockets. Finally found something I'm willing to bet on. <laughs> Jazz at the top 10 record. Not happening. Where's all my money? Push my chips to the middle of the table. The Spurs, who will be here Sunday, got beat by the Kings, 127 to 122. Sabonis with a triple-double in that one. Pistons center Isaiah Stewart has been suspended three games for punching Drew Eubanks on Valentine's Day. The misdemeanor assault charge for it was dismissed. He'll sit three games. And the Joker became the fourth player to have a triple-double against every opponent in the NBA. 21 points, 19 rebounds, 15 assists. In a 131-10 win over Washington. Did you even know there was such a stat? I did not know someone was tracking to see if everyone had a triple-double against everybody. I think the question is, do I care? (laughs) Well, I know the answer to that. There's something I'm willing to bet on. No. He doesn't have one against the expansion Seattle team. (laughs) He'll have to wait for Seattle and Vegas to come into the league and get them. And then at the end of the career, he needs to go play somewhere for a year so he can get one against the Denver Nuggets. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. So I immediately went in the team and told them, I absolutely love you guys. I would never, ever want to embarrass you, but it's my bad. I'm at fault. I should have never mentioned to anybody by name. I didn't mean it. I was trying to talk typical clinic talk like I do. The slowest player in the league at the NBA is Jokic. He can't move laterally. Some of the greatest players I've coached can't move laterally. So I didn't think that's a big deal, but I should never, ever mention a name. I'm a veteran coach. I tell... Every young coach in the business, show class when you win, show class when you lose, give the other team credit. And I'm really, really proud to have them, but I totally apologize to them for doing that. My family and my players, outside of breathing air, they're the most important thing in my life. That's why I'm still coaching today. They are the air that I breathe. And I love them dearly. I would never want to embarrass them or hurt them. Beep, 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 Rick Pitino backing beep, it up, apologizing beep, beep, for his... Beep, beep, 
critical comments last week. Too late, baby. Too late. Coach, do you realize that every one of these players can transfer in the offseason if you keep talking like that? I don't think he cares. (laughs) There may be that. UVU picked up a win last night. They beat Texas Rio Grande Valley, so that's four in a row for UVU. And SUU lost to UT Arlington. And tomorrow, BYU is at Kansas State, noon on ESPN+. Ah, the anticipation, PK. A chance to sweep a week, a 2-0 week, move two games over 500. Give yourself a little breathing room going down the stretch here. Work on that seating. Yeah, but they're not looking at it that way. They're looking at a two-game road trip now. Yep. So they got to get a split of the two-game road trip because, what is it, Tuesday against Kansas Nobody beats Kansas in Kansas. It's impossible. Impossible? Yes, yeah, so they're... And there may be putting, a player light, uh, by the yeah, way. Well, Spencer Johnson is not going to be there. Well, hey, he had a kid. Congratulations. Good for him. Yeah, absolutely. And he can take off in uh, four years from now on paternity leave. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Um, that doesn't matter. I mean, you got to play the game with or without him. He shows up great. I mean, he's capable of going for 20 or capable of going for zero. Uh, Who will step up if he's not there? He's an important player, but... I mean, uh, Kansas Kansas State's point guard, who was going to be BYU's point guard, uh, he hasn't played this season, so that's a wash right there. Those are just excuses. Utah will be on the road at Colorado, 7 o'clock, Pac-12 Networks. The 7 and 8 Utes, the 8 and 7 Buffs, fighting over territory in the middle of the Pac-12. This would be a big win for them if they were to get it. Colorado's a good team. They've had guys in and out of the lineup. Uh, De Silva, Simpson, Williams, these guys are really good. And if they're all there, particularly at home, this would be their best road win of the season. I mean, I know they beat St. Mary's, but at the time, St. Mary's was down. They got better. But we'll have to see who shows up for Colorado because when they got their dudes, they're good. Well, now that they got that first conference road win, maybe the weight is off. Maybe they'll go out there, play a great game, get a road win. It'd be a big deal. Get them back to 500 in the league. They need a streak down the stretch here, so they're going to have to win road games. Can they do it Saturday night? DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. I was 210 pounds when I left Cleveland. I was 170 pounds sitting in Vegas that August, that September, October, whatever it was later in that year. How you lose 40 pounds? You're on a strict diet of blow. Johnny Football talking about the crazy weight loss that ended his NFL run. Drug issues. Well, yeah, and and he's been uh, advertising. You know, you got Marie over here. You got Johnny. Hey, do the blow. <laughs> Johnny Menzel diet plan. Don't tell the feds. The DEA will be knocking on your door. So you got this going on here, yeah. Well, what's the deal with Menzel? Why is he out? In, why has he been in the news lately? Willing to do podcasts and tell crazy stories in the off season when people want anything about football. Give me anything about football. I don't know what else to tell you. What else so is he got, doing? So you got a book to sell or something? 
I don't know. I hadn't heard of him. He was kind of off the radar as far as I knew. Yeah, but then the other day, uh, didn't we have yesterday, Yach, his father said, what was it, $3 million? Yeah, he was claiming that he told so- he told someone he'll stay there for two more years if he can guarantee him $3 million and talking about bag men and all that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to get your bag. and he, this guy Alabama's got that yeah, 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 one. Yeah, that's yeah. Right, right. Was that the same podcast? That I don't know, but yeah, he has been in the public eye a lot more recently. I wonder what he's doing for life, though. You got to do something. I mean, he's just a kid still. Yeah, I don't know. Medical sales? <laughs> <laughs> Clever. <laughs> or back Clever. in uh, College Station uh, giving lessons? Oh, yeah. Now you're talking. <laughs> There's a lot of high school quarterbacks in Texas. Fundamentals weren't really his thing. It was more like run around like crazy and make a play. Okay, well, I mean, anybody can make a play when the play's there. It's what can you do when it's not there. Chargers offensive coordinator Greg Roman told reporters he's confident they'll establish a consistent running offense, which he expects to elevate Justin Herbert's play as well. I'm confident, too. Seattle Seahawks have restructured quarterback Geno Smith's contract, converting his $9.6 million roster bonus into a signing bonus and creating $4.8 million in 2024 salary cap space. His cap hit this season will drop to $26 million, but will balloon to $38 million in 2025. That's a, like a hot air balloon. And the Chiefs signed free agent punter Matt Ariza. He played for the Bills and was caught up in a lawsuit alleging the rape of a 17-year-old girl in 2021. He was dismissed from the lawsuit in December. He's been looking for an opportunity. The Chiefs made the move with former All-Pro punter Tommy Townsend set to hit unrestricted free agency. So that was a situation where he was cleared, right? The charges were they false? The, Is that uh, what it was? The, he was dismissed from the lawsuit. I, 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 I do that. not know more details than that. Evidence said that he wasn't at the party at the time. Wait, he wasn't even there? Assault. Well, he was at the party earlier on, but when the alleged assault actually happened, there's evidence that he wasn't there, so he was dismissed from the lawsuit. So he's cleared to go, obviously. Yep, correct. Good. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. What I've always tried to do and want my legacy to be is you helped a lot of people be more successful in their life. I don't know for sure exactly what the legacy is going to be, but that's what I'd like for it to be. Nick Saban, what will he do now that he's retired as the Bama football coach? He's going to do TV. Yep. I like when he says that because he talked about that a lot. Create value for yourself. He, at least in public, he would talk about that. And that, that's across the board. It's something, oh, be a better offensive tackle, lift more weights, uh, that type of thing, you know, because most of us aren't going to be 6'4", 300 pounds. But all of us are in the position of how do we create value for ourselves. And what he means by that is putting yourself in the best possible position to have a successful life. And obviously his was with the football players. But he would talk about that that went beyond. It was a message that carried far beyond football. In fact, it was... It was hard to even connect it to football, really, when you think about it. And I always appreciated that because that's what it's about. Whatever, whatever situation you're in, what can you do to create value for yourself so you become valuable to an employer, essentially, and maybe to a, a, a man or woman or whatever it is in a marriage, whatever it might be. And I, and I always liked when he went down that road. That was always how he talked about the players getting better kind of in those terms. All the details matter, all the relationships matter. It's how you win. And that's the value you create in football. 
But you're right. That would matter in a lot of businesses. Do your job and do it the right way. Be somebody somebody wants to work with. SEC is pushing for changes in the early signing period in college athletics, including making the entire month of December a recruiting dead period and moving National Signing Day up two weeks closer to the start of the month. SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey told Yahoo Sports, according to the uh, league's coaches, have already approved the proposed changes as they seek to balance one of the craziest and busiest periods of the college football calendar. Putting signing day in the middle of December with playoff games no longer works. Move it to early December, the Wednesday before championship games. Well, just why have one? Just let them sign whenever. Well, you, you can basically you can sign whenever, verbally commit, and then just stick to it, even though you don't sign. No, I mean you can sign something beyond the signing period. It's just not it's not a lat- national letter of intent. You can get out of it, and they can dump you. But you can still sign it. It's just called, it's called a scholarship agreement. Just do do that. If you're ready to commit, commit away. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. The new uniforms for the 2024 Major League Baseball season. Generated by Nike, produced by Fanatics, have been panned by Major League players as their quality has been questioned, along with revelations of see-through pants, supply chain issues. You could see teams and players not have enough pants in reserve should they get torn, etc. A Major League Baseball spokesperson said in a statement that adjustments are being made to the jersey size, waist, inseam, thigh fit, and bottom of the pants based on player requests from Fanatics, Nike, and MLB. So, see-through pants? Yeah. I've got it. Oh, there's a pretty explicit one that was oh. out there on the internet yesterday. We get us, we get uh, an expansion. The Utah Chippendales. There it is. Who's with me? You call them the chips? <laughs> Trying to win the chips. Yeah. The what chips do you think? The chips. The Utah Chippendales. That's this, cutting edge right there. I think this will be old news by the time Utah gets an expansion team. Yeah, but the rate we're going at that point, they won't be wearing pants. hey <laughs> Dramatic turn of events. So you're gonna, they're gonna have new uniforms upon the new uniforms. I guess so. Got to move quickly. Here we go. How far away is the opener now? So got an uh, odd date because they go to Korea, right? That's like a week early. March twentieth. Yeah. So less than a month. DJ and PK. Hashtag RSL. We'll probably make a couple changes to the group uh, so we can get some fresh freshness in the legs. Obviously, just coming off of preseason, most of the guys I don't think are ready to endure two 90-minute bouts uh, so close together. So we'll probably do that. Pablo Mastroni, RSL head coach, talking about lineup changes in advance of tomorrow night's game in St. Louis. RSL losing the opener at Miami. Now they get a team that's best in the West a year ago. They tied. They lost. I saw no, the game. No, no. Look at right, look at right here. Yeah, I corrected that. <laughs> <laughs> I see it. <laughs> you doing a pregame yak? I will be in Idaho. You're in Idaho? You going to the Steelheads game? No. <laughs> got a family member who's got a thing they want me to attend, so I will oh. be going north. What do you guys do? Rotate that? Rotate what? The pregame. We rotate it, yeah. So Spence and Lauren will be doing it tomorrow, and then, yeah, we'll just kind of rotate through. 
But you guys, you, you do all the games on the radio, right? Uh, I missed a handful last year. Oh, you did? But I did. I make most of them. Oh, yeah. I remember there's some guy with an accent. <laughs> that would be Spence, oh. a.k.a. Spenno. He's good. A.k.a. the guy. He is good. He did. He filled in uh, as an analyst. He filled in on the play-by-play. He does pre and post. He's talented. Cool. Yeah. He's a good dude. He'd crack you up, too. He's got a nice little uh, Jersey bitterness going to him sometimes. <laughs> Pre-game at 5.30. First kick at 6.30 on the zone. That is what is trending. Coming up, we will talk with Jason Christ from Rail Salt Lake at 8.30. David Locke is here to talk about the Jazz at 8 o'clock. And Aggie forward great awesome war is here at 9 o'clock on the zone. The question of the day is next. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 The Zone. And now, a look at traffic from the KSL Traffic Center. 